Hi, I'm Pastor Brian Kiley, and thank you for listening to Bridgeway Christian Church's presentation of Faith and Culture, Women in Ministry. Part of the Faith and Culture series that we do here at Bridgeway is lecture material presented by Pastor Lance, and then we also include testimony from subject area experts. What you're about to hear now is you're going to hear Pastor Lance introduce one of our guest speakers, and then you will hear one of those powerful stories. We invite you to listen, and if anything you hear raises questions for you, please contact us at askask at bridgeway.church. Y'all, we have a treat. We have a woman that is coming to speak to us who is a personal friend of mine. Her name is Krista Proctor. She is not only the co-senior pastor of Impact Church, and that's how I met her. Her and her husband were co-senior pastors. She's the child of a senior pastor, but she is also the co-founder of City Pastors Fellowship, which is actually something that I'm a part of as the vice president of that board, where we get all the pastors together. You want to talk about God using a woman in key areas of ministry, would you welcome Krista Proctor? Good evening, everyone. It is an honor to be here with you. I feel like I'm here with family, really, across town. And I just want to thank Bridgeway and especially Pastor Lance for always being a pioneer, a forerunner. Really, he is the voice of a prophet in our region. He is he's doing apostolic work, breaking ground, forging territory, causing good trouble. And so we are so excited um, to be part of this. And um, the title of my testimony, because I'm really more sharing a testimony tonight. I'm not doing a theological dissertation. I mean, we have the best of the best doing that already, right? And But the title of my testimony is called, She Didn't Know She Couldn't, So She Did. <laughs> and I just want to share Psalm 6811 with you. It's a fantastic psalm. Read the whole thing. It's one of those that has many famous scriptural sayings that you'd be very familiar with. And right smack dab in the middle of this psalm, it says, the Lord gives the word, the women who announce the news are a great host. So we have a great host of women here tonight who I know are stepping into even greater freedom day by day, week by week, year by year, to announce great things that God has put in our hearts, and not just your heart as a woman, but in the heart of the church, in the heart for the nations that he has. So growing up, I grew up in a network of churches that were independent churches, and I see a good friend, Ronette, here. She grew up in the same network of churches, and uh, so it a group of independent churches here in the Sacramento area, Northern California, and um, they're you know, when I grew up, my dad became pastor when I was eight years old here in Roseville, and I just saw men and women working together, shoulder to shoulder, carrying the load within the church, and I, I never thought anything about women can do certain things, men can do other things. There wasn't really that conversation going on. My grandmother, uh, I would see her, she had taught children's ministry for many years, but then she also would preach in, you know, on the platform in the main congregation. They weren't even a part of our network. They were uh, a different place in the Central Valley. So I just grew up being exposed to women 
being able to give their testimony, give, share a word from God, take a leadership role in the church. And I was in a bubble. My dad was the uh, father of two girls, and my parents taught us always Psalm 15. 75, 6, and 7 that says, Promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He putteth down one and set up uh, setteth up another. And so my parents just would always teach us, promotion comes from the Lord. You know, uh, your gifts will make room for you. And they just taught us to believe that whatever God put in our hearts to you know, desire to pray and go after it and trust him to promote us in whatever that would be. And so uh, I really grew up in a setting where femaleness did not automatically disqualify you. Just being female in and of itself really meant nothing, you know? And so in 2000, my husband and I became the senior pastors of the same church that my parents had pastored. And by this time, the church was around 60 years of age. So we had a long history of, you know, everyone working together, shouldering the load. Like, we're all in this together. We're doing God's work. And it was challenging. It was exciting. Uh, we pray, you know, we would together pray and get you know, a clear word from the Lord. We had a team of um, elders who helped us oversee the spiritual leadership of the church, and we had a board of trustees. Everything was always done decently and in order, and but we were we've always just been partners in everything that we're, we've done. My husband's sitting right over there, and so I helped uh, preach. I carried sometimes more than 50% of the load preaching on Sundays because we were both bivocational. So really, we did what worked for our family. We did, like, if, if it worked more for me to do most of the laundry, I was doing the laundry. If it worked more for him to do the grocery shopping, he's doing the grocery shopping. If it worked for me to preach a little bit more because he had a heavy load at work, I would preach a little bit more. And so we just did what worked. And then... Um, in 2007, at that point, God put a, a whole new vision on Don's heart, and I just supported him in it. It was him and about four other local pastors in the area who started um, City Pastors Fellowship, but Don really took the lead and, and bore the burden of just organizing it and administrating it, and just really, he's a machine, so once he gets something started, he just, he won't quit. He's just the, a plotter. And thank God, because I'm like over here, oh, this looks exciting. Oh, now this looks exciting. Wait, wait, now that, now I'm bored. So let's do, you know. So thank God, like he never gets bored. He just sticks to the vision and he keeps it going. So that started gaining momentum. And um, in the beginning, it was mainly the male senior pastors that would come and that were invited. And then after, like by the third one, and a lot of times it's because, uh, well, there were many reasons for that, but some of it was, you know, the wives either weren't available, they were with their kids or whatever. Well, then by the fourth lunch, um, it was, let's have uh, the senior pastors and their spouses. And we were well aware that there are female senior pastors, you know, and I was one with him. And however, the, the more time went on, I, that's when it hit me. Uh, we would be in a group and it was a table that we had prepared in a community setting 
with inviting the people to come and be there and we're encouraging people. And then it hit me. Oh, I'm a woman. Oh, yeah. Like, it shocked me because I never thought of myself as a, a woman or, or him. And his, like, we're just a team. We're one. But then we would be in a group of other senior pastors, super nice guys. And I could tell, like, they're, they are uncomfortable. They don't know what to do with me. They did not know that I, yeah, I'm regular. I'm human. Just touch me. I'm real. It's okay. I won't bite. I won't cry if you talk to me. And so it was funny because I told my, do- my, my husband, I was like, babe, you know what? I, I, I'm just realizing like some of these guys, they're not used to a female being in the mix. And I was not offended at all. I was just funny to me. I was like, this is okay. This is so different. So what we did was, um, and with city pastors, you have to, have, has anybody ever heard of city pastors fellowship in here? Okay. So it, it, you know, it was a little bit of a mystery to people because we did not pastor a mega church, yet it has had a mega impact really in our region. And it's, there's been no agenda, even though people have wanted us to have an agenda. It really, the only purpose has been to unite and connect senior pastors and give them a safe place to connect with one another. And um, so we were a bit of a mystery to people anyway. Like, what is the, what's really the point behind this? And what's the, you know, what's the angle here? There was no angle. And then also, who's this Don Proctor guy? Like, where's his church? Like, what, you know? So it was a little bit of a mystery. Then the more we started working together and I was starting to chuckle to myself and just wink at the fact that, wow, okay, I'm in this room because I'm with him. Not because I'm pushing my way in, but honestly, like, that's just how we work. Sometimes he would not go somewhere where I'd say, babe, I don't think they probably want me. He's like, no, I need you there. Because if we both are hearing something, it helps us process. And if it's a leadership decision, like, we need to kind of, you know, talk it over later. So anyway, our relationship it was so kind of funny because I could tell it's a little bit of a mystery to people. And Lance, you'd probably rec- acknowledge that too. I mean, so then I remember a couple of our friends who were really strong leaders and they liked me and that was fine, you know, but finally one said, you know, I, I'm kind of understanding like you guys are a set, you know, and, and it's like they couldn't tell with one, where one ended and the other began. I'm not saying that that's how it needs to be with a woman in ministry. I'm just saying that's how it happens to me because happens to be because that's just who we are and that's how we function. So this is just my my own story. So um, Don's work, what we've learned with us is his work functions best sometimes in certain roles when we're together doing it. And the same for me. My work that I do, it functions best if he's partnering with me in certain areas. And what that partnership looks like can vary from year to year, from season to season in our lives. Um, And we just make it work out. So historically, what I began to understand more and more was that the church has sometimes confused instructions that were given in scripture to the way that husband and wife are to interact. They've superimposed that and and maybe have interpreted that into how 
females in the church need to interact with males. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there were certain commands for, to uh, men and women. It said men and women translated, but really it was talking about husband and wife interaction. And so there were a lot of those things. So what I, be, what I just decided was, you know, how others perceive or receive me isn't really any of my business. And the influence I may or may not have in someone's life is determined more by their belief system on the subject and not really, it's not going to determine who I am or how I function, you know. And so once I started realizing the, you know, challenges that some people had with women's roles, I then started to wonder, huh, I wonder where the line gets drawn. Because, um, so I could teach babies that are males, but then, okay, where do we finish that? Is it puberty? Who holds the test? Like, are they going to test them? Well, this Sunday, that female can teach you in Sunday school, but now, last Sunday, the code, but not this Sunday, because you just hit puberty. And your voice is, you know what I mean? It just can go on and on. I lead a real estate team. It's very successful. We do millions of dollars of business every year. I have men on that team. I'm there to train them and I want to help them. If I want to incorporate a scriptural truth, gospel truth into my training, is that okay? Because I'm a woman and they're a man. Am I allowed to teach them if it's gospel mixed in? You know, so it, it there's really so many, it creates a we overcomplicate things, I think. So I went about my business. I didn't ask for permission to sit at the table that my husband and I had invited people to. I didn't try to convince any of one, anyone of my right to be there. It just was a non-issue. We focused on loving each other, unity. What do we have in common? Encouraging each other. We are in this together. Let's build relationships. And so what did I have? I had scriptural precedent. I had a family blessing and a local church blessing. And really, I just want to say that's not just for women that need that. Men need that as well in whatever they're pursuing. We all need that. And so I just want to leave you with a few things that helped me kind of like, I, I was trying, trying to think, wow, if I were sitting out here wondering what I would do, it depends on kind of like where you're at. I just want to help give you this to promote freedom in your life on this. So first, prayerfully assess your environment. Are you married? Well, then it's going to matter based on the choice you made already. What does your husband believe? Then you guys come together because really neither spouse should be doing anything unless both agree. And that goes for husband and wife. But since you are a wife, if you're interested in this, then you know, make sure your husband's on board too. And then we don't have to step out. It could be a yellow light pause. But if it's not green for both, just don't go there yet, you know? Do you have children? What season of your life are you in? Is it practical? What, um, what does your local church teach? I always tell people, don't try and change your pastor and don't try and change the doctrine of your church. That is causing division, and that is not good. God cannot bless that. So here at Bridgeway, what an amazing pastoral leadership is here. And um, so... The, in that regard, then you use meekness. Meekness means, doesn't mean weakness. It just means you're very strong, but it's harnessed. 
it's harnessed and it's going to go when it's ready. When that gate opens, man, that it's going to blast out of the gate like a horse with a harness on. Second, what, you know, the gifts and callings of God that are in you have no expiration date. Whatever was in you from the time you were a little girl, if you're in here thinking, wow, I wish I would have, could have, it's never too late. God, there's no shelf life on those gifts and callings, and God says that they're without repentance. He does not take them away. So they're still there. You don't need permission. You don't need permission. Show up and be faithful. And I want to ask, what does ministry mean to you? If you're a female and you want to do ministry in a way that maybe, what does that look like? Is that a function? Is it a specific role? Is it a designation? Um, There's a, you know what ministry is? It's a lot of moving chairs around and opening up doors and turning off lights and making sure that the garbage is dumped. And you know what I'm saying? That's ministry. So what are you looking for? If you're looking to teach, you know, I, I probably wouldn't imagine that if you'd never taught before, you're going to be up here next week. I mean, I, you know, I started teaching Sunday school when I was in seventh grade. And, you know, just for years and years, just helped and learned and served in small groups and youth ministry. And, you know, so if you want to do something like that, there are ways to do it. There's uh, training programs. There's internship programs. I mean, it's available. And then um, next, so that leads to the next point, education. Like, so study, prepare. If you want to teach the word of God, there's so much education available for you. Um, What do you want to do? I guess that's the question. Really, what do you want to do? And then go back to assess your environment. Is it, is it the right season to do this? Do I have time to do this? Um, am I in a church that allows this? If not, don't, like I said, don't try to change it. Just find, you know. And then um, lastly, again, promotion comes from the Lord. It's for us to be humble and serve. And that's what ministry is. It's really laying down our lives for other people. It is living a crucified life. And James 4 says, God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. So I think the best place where you could take your position is in the secret place. Just know where you stand, know the calling on your life, don't apologize for it. Don't um, try and excuse it or justify it. If you haven't taken that position publicly yet, take it in your secret place in prayer and worship and study. And you just take it to the Lord. If, if the environment needs to shift in order for you to actually be activated in, you know, in the real world, just do it in prayer. Do it with the Lord and he's going to make a way. And I just want to bless you all in the name of Jesus. God bless you.